Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the SSFC podcast. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Today, I want to talk a little bit around cardio, specifically doing cardio for fat loss. We'll talk a bit about what I used to believe and do with regards to this, why it didn't really work for me, what I do now instead, why that does work. And we'll talk a bit about my views on cardio now as well. And hopefully you will find this useful. So I'll go back to the start for me. Back in the day, I used to believe if I needed to or if I wanted to lose some weight, I had to do a lot of high-intensity cardio exercises alongside my diet because I was believed the talk that you need to burn as many calories as you want because calories are that evil thing that we're all trying to get rid of when we're trying to lose some weight. So I did all sorts over the years. I played a lot of sports. But as I got older... And I stopped playing kind of regular organized sport. Obviously joined the gym and I did lots of like boot camp and, and circuit style classes. I did a lot of running. I did a lot of cycling. I would often combine those and do more than one of those in the same day. So I might go to a boot camp in the morning and I might go for a run after work or something like that. And for me, my mindset was I have to work as hard as possible all the time to earn the the fat loss or the weight loss that I want. And it just, yeah, created a bit of a, a dysfunctional relationship with me and food and with me and exercise as well. And it didn't work for me for lots of different reasons. But if I look at all my different attempts to lose some fat, there was sort of three common points in time where it either failed or I had a realisation it, it wasn't working or hadn't worked for me. So the first of those was always that I'd kind of start to do something new. I, you know, I'd go all out for the first week or two. And I'm sure people can relate to this. You know, you, you, you're going to go running every morning. So you set your alarm, you get up every day and you go running. And I'd get on my diet as well. And that would often be some kind of weird fad diet that I thought was the best thing to do at the time as well. And all that would happen would be after a few days or a week or sometimes a little bit longer of doing this, I'd just, I'd either feel run down or I'd get ill I'd just be exhausted. I didn't have any energy uh, and and kind of doing everything I needed to do in the day with work and family and things like that just felt like a bit of a slog. I always convinced myself that was just the price I was paying to reach the goal that I wanted to do. It just always became too hard. I'd end up stopping. And when I stopped the exercise, invariably my diet would trail off as well. And I'd find myself pretty quickly back to where I started from. If I ever got through that phase and managed to stick at it, um, or I went moderately enough that I didn't feel quite as burnt out, what would, ne- what would get me next is I'd often succumb to some kind of injury. Now, if you're like me and you played any kind of sport through your teens and your 20s, you're probably carrying a few injuries from that. I've got a lot of ankle, foot, toe, knee injuries from playing a lot of football. And when I did a lot of intensive cardio work or intensive workouts, especially with very little rest between them, I'd often find those injuries would flare up as well. And that again would stop me in my tracks because I'd stop doing the exercise. And again, if I stopped doing the exercise after a while, because they were so closely linked together, I'd often drop off the diet as well. And again, straight back to square one or sometimes even further back than where I started, which is not great at all, as we know. If I ever got through those two phases and I got to the point where 
I'd lost a decent amount of weight. Uh, and this was always, you know, the scales had gone down by whatever magic number I had in my head when I started, you know, let's say half a stone or 10 pounds or something like that. It would often be underwhelming because I would look in the mirror and I wouldn't feel like I looked any better. I didn't feel like my clothes would fit me any better. I didn't have any energy. You know, there was just no real benefits to it apart from that number on the scale going down and maybe a, a sort of sense of achievement of that. And I'd often, or sometimes, often it's probably a bit unfair, but sometimes I'll get comments from people around me that I'd look a bit drawn or something like that. I wasn't looking too well or something along, you know, that would allude to the fact that, that they'd noticed a change in me, but perhaps maybe it wasn't a positive one. So that's kind of what I used to do and, and a lot of the pitfalls I used to fall into. Now, I had a bit of a light bulb moment a few years back, probably about five or six years back, where I realised that what I wanted to do all along was lose fat and not lose weight. And that had always been my target. And they're very different things. So what I mean by losing weight is you're just reducing your total body mass by a number on the scales. It doesn't really matter what's reduced it within that. It's just going down and you're, and you're happy about that. And, and I tend to find that's what most people kind of fixate on, but it's the wrong goal. When you focus on losing fat, because that's what really people want to get rid of. I don't know many people that are like, oh, this muscle I've got is annoying me. I really need to get rid of it. But they want to get rid of their body fat. So this was the, the light bulb moment for me was realizing that. So what I had to do was sort my diet out and be sensible about my diet and be in a sensible calorie deficit and supplement that with strength training to work the muscles. So, so I'd signal to my body that, you know, look, I'm not giving you enough energy, i.e. the calorie deficit. So you need to take some from what you've stored in the body. But I'm saying, but hey, don't take it from these muscles. Look, I'm using them. I need them. And then therefore you prioritize losing body fat. And if you do it correctly and you're sensible about things, then 90 to 95, 99% of the weight you lose will be body fat, which is what we want. Now, when I went with that approach, I found that when I actually, when the number on the scales came down, when I lost weight and I was actually losing fat, but I was keeping muscle, I had a ton more energy. I wasn't run down doing it because although I was in a calorie deficit, I was being very sensible about the exercise I was doing. I wasn't burning myself out. And then when you get there, you've got more energy. When when you've lost the weight, your clothes will feel better because your muscle definition will give you a better shape overall. And this is true of men and women. A lot of females that I speak to are maybe a little bit fearful of what happens if they do weight training they don't want to get bulky just as a quicker side now you don't have to worry about that adding muscle is a very slow process and it takes a lot of focus and dedication over a sustained period of time and you have to be eating in a right in the right way to put that muscle on you have to be in a calories surplus if you're dieting you're not going to put a significant amount of muscle on so don't worry about that but it will re retain the muscle you have got and this is often what when people say they want to tone up this is really what they mean. They want to lose the fat, but they want to keep the muscle and, and you will look better for it. You look more toned. So that's the approach that I moved to. And, and that's where really things took off for me. And I also found that when I, you know, I lost a couple of stone three years ago. So I went from about 14 stone down to about 12. And this time when I lost it, 
and people noticed I was getting compliments instead that I look, it looked good. I look good for it or I look well for it. People, instead of looking at me and frowning, going, oh, you don't look so well or you look a bit drawn, they were saying, oh, I've noticed you've lost some weight. You look really good for it. So, again, just getting those compliments gives you that reassurance along the way as well that you're doing the right thing. So that's the approach I take now. It's like I say, if your primary goal is fat loss, you need to align your primary exercise to that. And for fat loss, I would always recommend your primary exercise where you put most of your focus is in strength slash resistance training, whatever you want to call it. Now, just as a quick note again on this, that doesn't mean going to the gym and throwing loads of barbells around everywhere and making loads of strange noises like you sometimes hear from the free weight section. You can, if you're a beginner to strength and resistance training, you can do body weight exercises at home. I did a lot of my early progress when I lost two stone. Most of my workouts were done at home with resistance bands that cost me about 30 quid that store in a bag and could go in a cupboard. So don't take up any space. And then if you go to the gym, machines are absolutely fine. You don't have to go in the free weight section at all. You'll make a lot of progress on machines with the right programming. So hopefully, uh, oh, sorry, the other thing I should have mentioned as well is that you, you want to be aiming to do 30 to 60 minutes, two to four times a week. So if you're a beginner and you're doing body weight exercises at home, doing two workouts a week, 30 minutes, you'll make progress. Probably find that you quite quickly top out the benefits of that and you maybe need to either add another 30 minute workout in or start adding a bit more resistance like the bands or some dumbbells or something like that. But as a starting point, that would that would do. You would make really good progress with that alongside having your diet set up correctly. Okay, so all of this talk, I know it's been quite negative about cardio and positive about the, the benefits of strength training. This doesn't mean that I think cardio is evil or it's out to attack you or, or you shouldn't be doing it or anything like that. I do believe that everyone should do some cardio for their, but it should be done for their general well-being, for their health, and their fitness rather than for the number of calories it burns and things like that. But that cardio for most people should be kept to low intense, low intensity cardio. And if you want to do an intensive cardio session, if you enjoy kind of that feeling of, of really working yourself, getting a sweat on and things like that, still, you can still do it, but I would limit it to once a week of that type of workout. And then you can do as many, low intensity sessions you can do one every day if you want it if you keep them at the right intensity they won't burn you out and you'll still be able to recover from that and your strength sessions as well i probably do on average one to two low intensity cardio sessions cardio sessions a week um it's not a priority for me but, but i do try and get them in and it's important to note that when i say low intensity i do mean low intensity so the talk sort of effort i'm talking about here is for me, a good gauge is that can I maintain breathing through my nose through the whole session? And I'm not having to use my mouth and gasp for air and, and do deep breaths to try and kind of fill my lungs and, and, and catch my breath. Another way to think of it is pretend, or even you can get on the phone to someone while you're doing it. So say you're on a, a stationary bike or a treadmill or a cross train or something. The person on the other end of the phone would be able to tell that you're doing something, but you'd be able to maintain your conversation with them pretty comfortably. If you're at that kind of level, you've you've elevated your heart rate enough that it's getting a bit of a workout. It, you're getting the health benefits, but you're not accumulating the fatigue 
you're not pushing your body beyond where it needs to go. Yeah, it's the best trade-off. It's the best balance between the two. So hopefully that makes a bit of sense. That's kind of a journey through my relationship with cardio. And yeah, hopefully you kind of recognize some of the pitfalls that I fell into and you can kind of avoid them for yourselves. If you need any help with identifying a sustainable plan that you can do that won't leave you burnt out, that will give you all these benefits, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm always happy to have a chat with people to help them along the way and set them on the right path to doing what they want to do. It's not something that I kind of hide away in a secret locker and only give to people who pay for coaching. There's a lot more to coaching than just the programs and things like that. So I'm always happy to have a conversation with people. So get in touch either on, you know, on social media in the DMs or or on email if you want to. So you can reach me at SS underscore fitness coach on Instagram, on TikTok as well. You can find me on Facebook, Stuart Stammers Fitness Coaching, and you can reach me on email if you email stuart at stuartstammers.com. I'd love to hear from you all. Um, I'd love to help as many people as I can, regardless of whether they become clients or not. Part of the reason I became a coach is to help people. So the more I can help, the better, as far as I'm concerned. So that's it for today. We'll wrap up there. Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate you giving me your time. Let me know if there's anything you want to hear on these pods or anything you need particular help with. I'd love to hear from you. Cheers. Take care and have a great day.